Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 114 When Israel went out from Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of strange language, Judah became God's sanctuary, Israel his dominion. The sea looked and fled, Jordan turned back. The mountains skipped like rams, the hills like lambs. Why is it, O sea, that you flee, O Jordan, that you turn back? O mountains that you skip like rams, O hills like lambs. Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turns the rock into a pool of water, the flint into a spring of water. Jonah chapter 2 Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. How shall I look again upon your holy temple? The waters closed in on me. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up life from the pit, O Lord my God. As my life was ebbing away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you. Into your holy temple, those who worship vain idols forsake their true identity. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will pay. Deliverance belongs to the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to the fish, and it spewed Jonah out upon dry land. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 12, verses 38 through 42. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But he answered them, An evil and adulterous generation asks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except that except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the sea monster, so for three days and three nights the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth. The people of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the proclamation of Jonah. And see, something greater than Jonah is here. The Queen of the South will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because she came from the ends of the earth to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. And see, something greater than Solomon is here. Good morning and welcome to the second Wednesday of Eastertide. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the, uh, uh, the Appalachian Abbey from no- in Knoxville, Maryland. God, my words are failing me today. 
This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 114, uh, the second chapter of Jonah, and finally the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. This morning, um, Jonah, uh, we hear something, uh, the second chapter of Jonah is called a Psalm of Thanksgiving. And in it, Jonah's trapped inside the belly of the sea monster, and uh, he talks about um, having come so near to death and then praying to God and God hearing Jonah. And then at the conclusion of the psalm, um, the Lord speaks to the fish and spits Jonah out of its mouth onto dry land. And um, it's this, um, it's not quite a lament, although well, it is a lament. Um, it's this, it's this dark, uh, foreboding kind of uh, episode where you know Jonah thinks he's going to die, um, and he's he's there because he's trying to run away from what God is having him do, and God really has God's heart set on Jonah doing this thing, which is to preach destruction and doom, um, to prophesy to the enemies of Israel, which. Jonah later really likes and, and wants to see. Um, but at least in the meantime, he hasn't gotten to the point where he's willing to do that. Um, and he just wants to do his own thing. And God is committed to having Jonah do this thing. And when he runs away, he gets caught up in the mouth of a, of a whale or a big fish. And it seems, it may seem out of place for Easter tide. Um, but Matthew uh, describes why the, the, the sign of Jonah is so important, and that's because the belly of the whale represents uh, God, Jesus dying and descending to the dead um, for three days before he is spewed out um, back on the dry land, and uh, the women find an empty tomb, and, and eventually the apostles and followers find Jesus. Um, and so this three days is symbolic and important. And the writers of Matthew also throw in a, a second thing, and, and Jesus brings up this three days because he's reminding uh, the scribes and Pharisees that um, the sign of, of Jonah is to be gone and presumed dead for three days, and then to reappear um, in order to complete the mission, the task that was given to them. And Jesus has a mission. It's different than the one of Jonah, although it includes a certain amount of prophecy of destruction and, and doom. And that's why he, the, the writers give this second um, analogy, the, the queen of the south, the queen of Sheba, who's um, not an Israelite and for... Um, some audiences will be seen of as a, uh, an enemy. Um, she uh, came to Solomon to seek wisdom, and she got it, and she, to a certain extent, humbled herself before the people of Israel, before their king. And for that, because she did the right thing and glorified the God of Israel, she will rise up, at the judgment of this generation, condemn it, as will Jonah. Jonah was three days, three nights in the belly of the sea monster, and um, the people of Nineveh, who are the enemies of Israel, 
the uh, symbolic of the Assyrians during the, the, um, the Assyrian captivity. Uh, Jesus says that the, their enemies will rise up against them in judgment with this generation and condemn it. Um, because the people of Nineveh repented at the proclamation of Jonah. Um, and Jesus does this to point out that Jonah and the Queen of Sheba are both really important tales and indicators and elements of Israel's story. And yet, someone and something much greater than Jonah and the Queen of Sheba are both, is, is here. And they fail to see it. Um, and so it's this odd message of warning um, uh, in the middle of Eastertide uh, when Christ is risen. And um, the, uh, it, it kind of strikes me as odd that, you know, when we're kind of in a jubilatory, happy season that um, the readings include this kind of dire warning, foreboding warning, from Jesus um, using Jonah um, to remind us that um, we, if we open our eyes, we'll see that Jesus is here. Um, that uh, the, the tragedy is that even as Jesus walked among us, we weren't able to, to recognize, so many of us weren't able to recognize the significance of his presence. Um, and I suppose that's the message for Easter is, is to be reminded that someone even greater than Jonah, greater than the Queen of Sheba, is here, symbolically. Um, but um, the point of believing is to believe despite not having facts and certainty and everything else. Uh, and so there's a lot that we don't know about um, God and, and um, how, um, how God operates and how we can uh, look forward to you know, everything from the hereafter to second coming. Um, and yet, the point is not to dwell on those things, but to recognize that God's here. Um, and that during Easter time, Easter tide, um, the, the point may be um, uh, to, to continue to trust that God is with us um, despite a global pandemic, despite... Um, lockdown orders and um, the, the pain and agony and fear um, and grief that we are beset by um, to remember that um, someone greater than Jonah, greater than Queen of Sheba, greater even than Solomon and David uh, is here among us. Um, it may not seem like it, um, but it, it does call us to believe in the unbelievable, that there's hope amidst despair and that um, one day um, all things will be made right. A prayer for the second week of Easter from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, who in the Paschal Mystery established the new covenant of reconciliation, Grant that all who have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body may show forth in their lives what they profess by their faith. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.